Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you on this Saturday morning, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We've had calls from Georgia, uh, but everyone in Connecticut is trying to enjoy the weather before it becomes, you know, not so good for the next few days. So I understand. But if you have any computer problems, comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to get online. If you're on Amazon Prime and you saw the puppies like I did, where you couldn't actually order anything, <laughs> let me know. Uh, sometimes I feel that those deals are not really those deals. The beauty of cookies on your computer is that all these companies know what you searched for. So if you searched for, I don't know, extorbic acid for your pool to keep it clean, well, there's a cookie on your computer that knows exactly how much the price was. And so the next company that comes along that's trying to sell you the product can say, well, okay, this guy was willing to spend 25 bucks on that. So uh, I'll make sure the price is around 25 bucks. Uh, but maybe the price could be 10 if you go to your local pool store. I don't know. Well, maybe it's 50 if you go to your local pool store. I have no idea. But the point is they can actually customize the price to you. Which just doesn't seem too fair. Um, just curious how your Amazon Prime Day went. Let's get to your calls real quickly because Danny wants to respond to Bob's prize question, I think. Hey, Danny, what's up? I, I, I need the prize because you gave the answer before I had time to dial. I was in the middle of dialing. <laughs> of all the people so that would call, yeah. So it was a, yeah, Apollo 11, you said? Yeah, no, yeah. It was, uh, no, we were talking about the last time. It was Apollo 17 in December oh. of 72. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've got a I've got a question for you, and you can win a prize. All right. How thick was the skin on the capsule of the lunar lander? How thick? What are we dealing with? Inches? Or are we going to do with microns? What we, I mean, what are we dealing with? Well, I'll, I'll just tell you, it was zero point zero one two. So, like the GPA twelve thousand seven inch. So the 12, G- 000, or twelve mils, a heavy duty aluminum foil. Some some heavy duty aluminum foils are even even thicker than that. That's just crazy. I mean, that thing was like thinner, you know, a paper, and they they rode that thing down to the surface. Well, are, are we sure they rode that thing? I mean, just to ride in a well, aluminum in that sound studio <laughs> with the wires where they hit the wires. <laughs> Sounds like they're going down in a tin can. Actually, it's probably thinner than a tin can. Well, twelve thousand seven inches is actually not too bad. It's more like uh, cardboard. Oh, okay. You know. No, 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 twelve thousands. Uh, 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 mills, yeah, even, yeah. Oh, mills, not thousand. Yeah, well, well I, I, under, I understand, Danny. Yeah. I worked for with, with steel sheet metal for twenty nine years. Yeah, so okay. I understand what twelve thousand is. Okay, right. you, and yeah, you think it's cardboard then, or is it? Well, like, it's a lot thicker than paper. Paper is about two thousandths. Yeah, gotcha. But it's still real thin, considering. Oh yeah. So it's like a tin can. If I use a tin can, yeah, would be fair. Probably three times the thickness of a tin can. All right. A yeah. soda can. 
Yikes. And you know it's a great video. The video when they left the left the moon mm-hmm. when the, when they lit the rocket and they go back up to the ca- the uh, command capsule. Mm-hmm. All that gold foil uh, that the, the lander was wrapped in for heat reflection. It just looks like a, a color burst of fireworks. I always thought it had to do. Up. I always had to do with the, the you know the, the uh, ten thousand dollars toilet seats. They figured they would just use the extra on the lander. Yeah, on the lander. <laughs> All right, no, no problems this week. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Danny. Um, yeah. Well, he he know you know he would know the date on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, anything to do with space or resident groupie Danny. So if we have four lines open, guys, on this Saturday morning. Feel free to get online. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. Bob, you wanted to bring up a story you talked about. As we wait for our callers. Yeah, this is a CNET article. It's pretty good. Yeah. Move over A380. The Airlander would be true in-flight luxury. And they have a picture. It's, uh, yeah. One of the biggest and most unusual things to ever fly is a promising uh, cruise ship-like interiors that would take passengers on a scenic excursion flights. Wow. If you've ever wanted to fly in an aircraft like, shaped like a giant buttocks, <laughs> you may finally get your chance at the Farnborough Air Show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, that's July 20th is the date on the article. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So yesterday. Uh, hybrid air vehicles released concept images of the passenger compartment slated for its massive Airlander 10 airship. Though not a true Zeppelin because it lacks a completely rigid frame, mm-hmm. the Airlander w- would deliver a modern version of the Zeppelin. You're kidding. Okay. A passenger accommodations last seen on airships like the Graf Zeppelin and the ill-fated Hindenburg. Yeah. The images from the design firm Q Design show posh interiors unlike anything else you can fly today, mm-hmm. including a bar, private bedrooms, and stunning uh, and a stunning and observation uh, lounge with glass floor. Nice. And it says, see the glass gallery. What could go wrong? So I went through the gallery. Yeah. And uh, in order to get to this information, okay. Well, did they block? Did the filter block it because it's well, shaped no, like a buttock? because it's not in the <laughs> – if you don't scroll on the pictures, they have 33 pictures. Yeah. Then there's a caption underneath each one. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, – what it says is that um, the U.S. government spent $300 million on the project. What? But following – well, let me go back a page. $300 million. We, the okay. taxpayers, who all owe about $70,000 per capita in state, local, federal debt, right. spent $350 million on a buttock-shaped Hindenburg replacement. Okay. Let's, I'll go back one page yeah. so that you can see. This has a picture of it. It says Airlander on it. It says, the Airlander was built in Lakehurst, New Jersey, the site of the 1937 Hindenburg crash. Ironic. And took its first flight there on August 7th, 2012. All right. Then called the HAV-304. The airship was meant to serve as a reconnaissance, surveillance, and intelligence vehicle for the U.S. Army. Right. But its military life ended abruptly just six months later. Because it was when, shaped like a Kardashian. When the Army <laughs> canceled its long-endurance multi-intelligence vehicle program following budget sequestration from the Budget Control yeah. Act of 2011. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So somebody put a kibosh to the $350 million buttocks, flying buttocks. <laughs> but the U.S. government had spent $300 million on the project. Oh, my gosh. But following the cancellation, yeah. Hybrid bought... The HAV-304 back from the feds for $300,001. It was in an army surplus store. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, it's so sad. In we're de- laughing, but we're crying. I mean, we this is ridiculous. In December 2013, the company shipped it from uh, shipped it home to England. It didn't fly across the Atlantic, sadly, where it re- uh, reassembled the airship for civilian use and gave it its new name. And they put it in actual hangars mm. that was designed to build when the British were building airships. Interesting. That these hangars were so old yep. they were getting ready to fall in. Yep. Okay. But one of them was used, um, these two hangars are side by side and they have pictures of it. Yeah. And one of them was used as a movie studio. Okay. Okay. And the other one was falling in and they had some sort of uh, antiquity act. So they got funds so that they could fix them. But that's where they're actually working on this thing. So it's kind of an interesting article. There, I got a picture of it. Uh, nice. Well, for $350 million American dollars, we give it away. For, uh, you just got to, I, I pretty much live my life. Every time I hear any kind of government spending, that's why I get oh. crazy about it. We all owe per capita seventy five grand. You have a kid being birthed today, seventy five grand. You owe that person owes right now for, and we built this silly thing that's shaped like a butt, and we gave it away for three hundred fifty grand. Oh, penny penny to the dollar. <laughs> and anyway, these two hangars. Yeah, one of them they restored. That's where this uh, this uh, ship is. Yeah, the other one was used to film. For, uh, yeah, it's been used for many films, right. including Rogue One, Inception, mm. and Batman Begins. All right, that's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, we're going to step out for a break. We'll put some links up there for you. Feel free to stick around. Rocky in Grand Rapids, Michigan, thanks for hanging on. We're going to get to your call after this quick break. Three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. we got three lines open for you guys. <laughs> We're going to start talking about our kids. I know I threatened that. Feel free to get online, though. 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Our uh, national callers are calling in. We've had our Atlantic callers, and now we got Rocky and Grand Rapids calling. We appreciate it, Rocky. What can we do for you, sir? You there? Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Yes. Um, hope you're hearing me okay. Yeah. Okay. So, all of a sudden, when you're... Key phrases, right? Yep. <laughs> now, I I had been having good luck with uh, streaming video with my Comcast account, Xfinity right. Comcast. Yep. And um, good luck with my computer, i five i i uh, yeah i five processor. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And I've got Google Chrome, and it just indicated to me that um, it's. Google Chrome's up to date, got the latest build and so on. Yep. And so I'm having trouble streaming all of a sudden. I uh, was doing this for months and months, and then they have indicated they've changed something, but I've tried everything that Who's they, they? suggested. And Who, who's they, Rocky? To see that stuff. You know, of course, I guess with Chrome, you don't even see that Flash is loaded. Somehow it's embedded, different than the other browsers maybe. Uh, it could be, but you're, so you're saying they, when you say somebody's changed something, you think Chrome has changed something? Um, no, actually, Comcast has indicated that they have made a change in the address of it, and, we, and they've assured me in the note that they've kept all the old settings, et cetera, and preferences. But I've, I've done everything that they show on the website to do. I've done all the reloading. The only thing I haven't done is uninstalled Google Chrome and reinstalled it, which I'm prepared to do. Mm-hmm. Have you tried a different browser? 
Yeah, I did try a different browser. I tried Opera, mm-hmm. and uh, there was it, the flash just doesn't seem to load at all. Yep. All right. With and Opera. Then, so, what about trying uh, Firefox? Yeah, that's that's probably something that's on my list as well. Okay. I didn't know if I should deinstall Chrome first and then. Or should I should go straight to Firefox? Well, when you're streaming too, I got a question for you. Are you streaming through a Comcast app, or can you stream through YouTube and it works fine? Can you stream through other solutions? Yeah, YouTube is fine. Absolutely no trouble at all. I'm streaming. Um, this this problem is only occurring with Xfinity Comcast. Interesting. With their content, <laughs> their content direct Big from them. Figures. Um, and that's on the computer, so you're running an actual, like, an, through the browser, though. You're doing it through the browser. So I wonder why they're even yeah, still using Flash. They should be using HTML5 by now. I'm surprised they're even using Flash at all these days. Um, is there an alternative yeah, way to stream? Mm-hmm. Is there an alternative way they offer streaming not using Flash, or must you have Flash working? Um, best I can tell, they've... It's been Flash all the way here, as yeah. I can tell. It's not very secure. Flash has got all sorts of problems. Um, yeah. And there, so here are some of the fixes we've seen are trying to recommend Internet Explorer, other types of browsers. Bob, did you come up with anything while we were? Yeah, I found a, a fix for the uh, Flash plugin. But, you know, Flash is really so insecure if you're, well, unfortunately, yeah. that's what uh, Comcast is using, so. You know, if it's got to run on Flash, I'd say your your best option is probably another browser. Yeah, it does list us uh, Opera, Safari, Edge, the whole bit. Yep. Uh, for Flash, so I mean, I can keep trying those kinds of things. You can do that, or again, you can do the fix that Bob has for Flash. He's gonna we'll put a link up to fix your Flash in Chrome ah. and see if that yeah. solves it for you. Um, yeah. But they really they really should be getting off that platform. It should not be. Flash is a mess. Yeah, but it costs money to write a new program. They got plenty of money. (laughs) That might sort of be in the mix here, but right now it's um, it's no matter what they recommend and I try, it doesn't fix, and so I'm just stuck at the moment. But yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll investigate it further. I'll I'll go um, to uh, Firefox then. Try Firefox, and then we'll put a link to see if we can correct your Flash issue within Chrome because they, they do have some suggestions there as well um, yeah. that might help I think it. That. Yeah. All right. I think that. Thanks for all you do, fellas. Hey, Rocky, thanks for calling out there in Grand, Grand, Grand Rapids. The folks in Connecticut are just enjoying the weather. You guys have great weather weather today, or is it raining? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're fine on the weather. It's on the rainy side today, but we've been having some lovely weather the last three weeks. Nice. So that's what it is. It's, it's it's just here. What can I say? Thanks, Rocky. Okay, thank you. All right, bye bye. All right, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Mike in Newington. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you guys this morning? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, I'm just calling in because uh, last week I think there were a couple of callers or a caller about uh, trying to get uh, uh, streaming uh, WTIC like off off of radio.com. Yeah. And uh, I have a bunch of um, uh, Amazon Echo devices. They did create a skill for it. I heard about that, yeah. For Radio.com. The only thing it won't do at the moment is that you can't use it to set an alarm, like to wake yourself up to it, and it doesn't do multi-room music. But if people go in and actually, like, leave a, like, a review of the skill and, and tell them that, then eventually they'll, they'll, they'll add it. 
Gotcha. So yeah, it's nice and ironic, right? So you want to have your radio turn on the yeah. alarm. You want Ray Dunaway to wake you up in the morning. Right. And you want to use your Amazon Alexa to do it. You can't do it. <laughs> can't, can't do it yet. And that's, but that's, that's not, it's not really Alexa's fault yet. It's, 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 um, if it's anyone's fault, it's, it's Eastcom or whoever created the radio.com app. They've got to provide whatever blueprint to Alexa to make them do it. And then it'll do it. I know. I hear you. I'm not trying like, to play, place yeah. blame, but it is funny what a, yeah. what a Rube Goldberg approach we have to get to yeah. having a radio turn yeah. on by itself. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know. Because right now, if you do it right now up until August 1st, if you say if you, you can do it through TuneIn, it'll, it'll do exactly that. It gotcha. Yeah. And so, so TuneIn is a little smarter, you're saying? TuneIn is a little it's, – it's more of an open format, and they've been doing it for, for years. In fact, a, a long time ago, it was TuneIn. And then when Radio.com first created their, their app, they mm-hmm. did the same thing. Yep. They pulled everything, all the CBS stations off, so you had to basically go through Radio.com. But this was before we had these – these these personal assistants like like uh, Echo and a Google Assistant and right. all of that. So it was just all right. Well, now I'll just switch on an app and you could do it that way through the app. But they're they're working on it. So there is a skill. Yep. Um, they just need to add the alarm feature and 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 multi room music, which is I think what a lot of people like. And then yeah. it'll be as it should. Sounds good, Mike. Until the next change. So- yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so for those people that are out, like, listening across the country to TIC, or the, the, there is a way to do it once it disappears from, uh, from TuneIn. And that's not TuneIn's uh, choice. They're, they're, they're going to they're gonna turn that. They have to turn off the streams. Right. Exactly. It's probably copy, yeah. copyright stuff. All right, Mike, yeah. thanks for the update. All right. Yep. Take it easy, guys. Yep. You too. We appreciate it. Um, it was a big issue last week. People were really curious about it because they couldn't figure out how to add radio.com. The other thing about WTIC, as you may or may not know, is WTIC News Talk 1080 has an HD channel, but we're also simulcast on the FM band on 96.5 HD2. And the moment I heard that broadcast, I swear it was Optimus Prime talking. It was Ray Dunaway doing his show, but I, I was like, wait a minute, Ray Dunaway is Optimus Prime. You want to listen to, <laughs> to Ray in the morning, listen to him on 96.5 HD2. It is amazing, and it's a great way to listen to the station um, if you want a little more, you know, stereophonic access to the station. We're going to be here till eleven o'clock. We got four lines wide open on this lovely Saturday morning. Feel free to get online one eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. Bob and I will do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Everything that we've talked about has been posted live. That three hundred and fifty million dollar buttock shaped blimp has how many people did they allow on it? Nineteen. Nineteen. That makes a lot of sense. We'll be right back. But you're in luxury. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. We have three lines open for you guys on this lovely Saturday morning. We'll continue our calls from everywhere but Connecticut. (laughs) Atlanta, Michigan, going to Cape Cod next. And we thank Paul for joining us on this uh, Saturday morning. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Great. Good morning. I love your program. I I actually changed uh, 15 of my machines from uh, the old hard drive to solid state. And I could not believe the incredible speed with which it performed. Oh, great. I'm glad that worked out for you. Oh, God, up in and down. You know, it took you like 10 minutes uh, to turn it on and get it running properly. It takes 10 seconds. Yeah, good, good, good. Glad Unbelievable. To hear you. Yeah, you have 15 systems there up in Cape Cod? Well, uh, I, own, I own two agencies oh, okay. back in Western Mass. All right. 
and I remotely manage them from my uh, home here at the Cape. I have another home in Western Mass, too. Nice. So, uh, But I'm always listening to your, your broadcast because I find it intriguing. Uh, we appreciate that. At least yeah, somebody's you, listening. You, you're a font of knowledge. <laughs> we try to be a font of something. But of course. But here's, here's my issue. <laughs> sure. Um, I have two computers which were changed, of course, from the old hard drive to an SSD. Yep. And... Uh, I'm I'm doing updates. I've I've stayed away from updates for about four years because I'm running a 64-bit operating system, mm-hmm. Seven Pro. Yep. Okay. And my dilemma was every time I did an update, it shifted things around. Yeah. Where I mute. Do you know what PC Anywhere is? Yeah, that's a very old program, though. By the way. Oh, but I'll tell you, it leaves a a it leaves a host listening under 53. Let's say 5631 and up. Yep, and 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 when you when you WAN into the LAN, you go through your router. You got all kinds of safeguards. It's like it's like bulletproof mm. because if you use the other sources of software to manage desktops from another location, mm-hmm. you're open to the web. I hear what you're saying. Although some would argue that PC Anywhere, because it's not supported anymore, is actually more of a risk. But we'll we'll, we'll just def- we'll defer to have that argument. But go ahead. What's your question? <laughs> well, I'm logged in currently through yeah. PC Anywhere. Yep. And I'm looking at the machine that I'm having difficulty with. It says I tried to check for updates. Okay. Right. Uh, three of the machines that I had done the updates on, they had like 185 updates going. Enormous. Yeah. Well, to make a long story short, they eventually went through after 24 hours. Yep. And now I have one machine that's real finicky, and it's saying, check for updates on your computer, and it gives me the red X, and it says, window updates, uh, and if I click on check, it's going to start running all over again, mm-hmm. and I can't see what it's doing in the background. I can't see the, you know, the source codes and all that. Right. So uh, is there a way that I can go out and... and Pick up uh, critical uh, updates yes. that are are not the whole bucket, or do I have to take the old whole bucket and not one or two? Well, you can actually go in, and Bob can kind of tell you, show you how you can go in and see which update is failing, and you can kind of tell it to skip that update, right, or or prevent that update from coming down, and uh, move on to the next updates. Well, there may be one of the updates may be corrupt, right? So there's a there's a whole um, process mm-hmm. that you're really going to need to go through to fix this. And like do update history and start there? Well, yeah, yeah you might want to go in and, and rename the folder that the updates are downloaded to. And uh, there's, a, there's a number of other things. You've got to stop the processes before you can do that. And then, you, you know, when you get done uh, with like four steps, you have to reboot the computer. And then it, what it does is it recreates the Windows update folder. Right. So you rename that Windows update folder. Yeah, call like it old or something. Yeah. That's yep. under the source code, isn't it? Well, that's where the downloads are, do- uh, the updates are downloaded to. Right, the service called, uh, service folder. Right. So So I go in there and fo- look for that and rename the service. But you have to stop, no, you have to stop the services before you can rename it. Otherwise, it won't let you. Re- it won't let you rename it. Yeah, so we're looking for an article that you can follow, Paul, step by step, that'll allow you to try to Either figure out which update's failing and allow you to go forward, or like Bob's saying, deal with a potential corrupted update that seems to be continuously bombing out on you, which is uh-huh. probably what happened. The bombing out solution here is probably the best one if it's a corrupt update. Um, so we'll try to find a link for that. And it's only on one of your 15 systems? Yep. 
Now, I'm running a SCSI on one. I'm running a, um, I forgot the uh, uh, service pack, but it's it's a SCSI uh, RAID 5 config with five uh, SCSI hard drives. SCSI, huh? It's been a long time since we've seen SCSI. Well, you know, SCSI still moves. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it emulates almost the same as a solid-state drive. That's why I didn't change that machine. But it's SCSI. It's, it's the old 50-pin SCSI. It's not... Yeah. Uh... yeah. Wow, you're old school. Hard, well, hardcore. Yeah, I, I cut my teeth on this stuff in 1985. I didn't know a damn thing about computers, and I picked it up, and I said, I'm going to learn nice. because my business will run more efficient. I had seven employees then. I'm down to two, and they're doing what seven did. Nice. Yeah. Now, the other thing on PC Anywhere, you really should reconsider using it. Um, there are it's, it's pretty old stuff, and I don't think it's been updated in quite some time. Well, I'm using 12. Yeah, but that, even that is like a 2013... Oh, I know that. Okay. So but, the, go ahead. Uh, because of that, that, that's one of my benefits. I guess. Well, think about it. I if, hear you. I hear you. You know the new and current stuff. The old stuff is so damn old you can't remember how it worked. I understand, but the third world is all dealing with the old stuff. I realize that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Al-Qaeda actually cracked into me. What? You heard me. Al-Qaeda. They wanted to go after your business? No. They went after my charge card. No, you're kidding. I'm not. I found it, and they came through uh, the U.K. through, um, I don't know how they wormed in, yeah. but they got in, and it wasn't through any, th- any software that I have. It was through an email. Yeah. Someone opened it, clicked on it, and yeah. boom. It and came through all my firewalls and hit my system. And uh, So what did Al-Qaeda go shopping for? I'm curious. Money. Oh, they bought money? So uh, I tried to. Yeah. Uh, I called my credit card company, which I won't mention. No. They're excellent. They stopped the uh, they stopped the card in its tracks nice. moments after I realized that I had been scammed. And they told you it was Al Qaeda. Yeah, the credit card it company came out of did. The UK. Neat. And I said, "Can you track where it came from exactly?" Mm-hmm. And they said, "No, but we have a strange but suspicious feeling yeah. that it's Al Qaeda." And I said, "What gives you that notion?" And they said, "Well, we have a tail on IPs that are coming out of this region." Yep which have emulated this particular address, which is phony, run by Al-Qaeda. Neat. Interesting to hear all about that. Well, you know. It worked out well for you. So my question is, why haven't you, you've you've become technologically knowledgeable. Why aren't you not blocking the right network? Oh, we are. You are now. Good. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, uh, it it was a hardware and and two software uh, firewalls, okay? Yep, yep. And and we're using... uh, Semantic Corporate Edition mm-hmm. for uh, scanning, Good. and that's been bulletproof, too. Good. I mean, I, I'm pretty happy with all the things that I have to Good. kind of lock it down. But this is the only thing that's agonizing the, the yeah, out of I me. I can't get it to flip. We have these issues with Windows updates all the time, Windows 7 especially. So we'll find a good a good article for you to Paul, Paul to run and see if you could figure out which updates causing the problem in this particular machine. What would I do? Log into your website and find it? Yeah, go to computertalkwithtab.com or the name of the show.com, either way. And you'll go ahead and, and get the link for today and you'll see your link will be there talking about Windows 7 and update see, issues. Gonna, oh. I'm going to type in your URL while I'm speaking. I'm well, using... We're fast, but we're not that fast. Give Mike G a few minutes here so that we'll post it for you, Paul, okay? The URL again. The name of the show.com. The name of the show.com. Literally, you could put that in. Or the, the name? The name of the show.com. <laughs> <laughs> or computertalkwithtab.com, which is the name of the show. <laughs> I've got something. Hey. I'll tell you. I was, I was uh, sort of putting my stake in the uh, land grab 
way back, and I grabbed a website. It's, it's, I won't, I'll, it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to broadcast it. All right, gotcha. But it, 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 it's so easy that I've got a telephone number and a website. They're all the same. Perfect. And I've got a, I've got a, a, ser- a service mark on my, uh, my tag, so no one can steal or pirate any of the stuff I've got. Good. And it's a beautiful thing. Glad to hear it. That does happen a lot. We've got some... We've been working with some local towns here in Connecticut that found their IT guy was stealing their domains or selling their domains as if uh, he owned them. Um, literally, the name of their towns. Uh, so I wish I was. So it happens, and I'm glad you've done what you've done to protect yourself, Paul. You so, got to today. Yeah, you do. Considering actually, its possession is nine tenths of the law. So the guy registered it for the town. He owns it, <laughs> even though they thought they were paying him to do it. Yeah. Oh, I know, but but. Uh, Mine is so unique and it's so simple, mm. and everything is is streamlined together, much like what you guys have here. Yeah, uh, you know your 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 URL has links to other URLs, and right. and I I bought nine domains to protect my URL. Wow! And then I I I, I purchased three times that, so nine times three. What's that come up to? <laughs> You get a lot. Uh, yeah, it cost me nearly four thousand dollars a year to lock down my my domains, but that's become a little bit less insidious. Well, you only get two people running the show, so you want to make sure you're protected. You bet. <laughs> right, Paul. Thank you so much for your help. I I appreciate you guys. You're the best. Our pleasure. Thanks for calling out there in Cape Cod. My pleasure. Uh, all right. Bye bye. So Paul is still using Scuzzy. He's a definitely a high tech guy. He can still get. It's because it's hard. Yeah, good for him. I am going to find a link on the on the potential risks of PC anywhere uh, for him to look at too. So we're going to step off for a quick break. Bill and Nagaduck, hang on. We're going to get back to your calls. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and you're all waking up, and the calls are all coming in. I do appreciate that. And I do want to – we put a link up there also for Paul about the old PC Anywhere. PC Anywhere themselves actually warned to uh, not use it anymore because of a massive breach that happened a little while back. PC Anywhere 12 is like 2006 vintage. Uh, and sometimes – I mean, I understand the logic of saying, well, if I'm running a bunch of old stuff, you know, no one's looking at me, you know, but that's not true. Uh, you're much more vulnerable. The, the stuff that's out there, uh, you know, the stuff that was leaked by the by our own NSA and stuff was used against us uh, just recently, um, and uh, it's, it hit all sorts of old systems over there in England running uh, XP. I uh, can't think of the the name of what happened. Uh, WannaCry, I think WannaCry, and uh, it was all based on the fact that the folks over there and across the pond didn't update their machines past Windows XP and they were very vulnerable to this want to cry attack that was developed by our own government. So uh, just reconsider PC Anywhere. A better method of connecti- connectivity would be a VPN into your nice firewall there, nice uh, connection, two-factor authentication saying, hey, is this Paul from Cape Cod connecting in and there's your two-factor and then, of course, passwords to get to your resources. Uh, and you can do remote desktop, but they're all behind the firewall. So that'd be a more secure way. Um, and Windows 7 has a, its own remote desktop, so you really don't need PC anywhere anymore. Um, but that's up to you, Paul, because you're definitely more technological than the average guy. Let's go to Bill in uh, Nagatuck. Second call from Nagatuck. How you doing, Bill? Okay, thanks for taking my call. Listen, I, I'm pretty sure you can help me. Uh, I hope so. I've got, yeah, I've got a couple of old computers uh one I'm running XP and the other one's Vista. Yikes! And I and, uh, and I want to upgrade. What, what do I need to take off of there so that I can make a clean, you know, something familiar? Take all my stuff with me. 
I would literally take the hard drives out of the old machines. And you can actually then uh, plug in a cable that'll convert them to USB drives. So you, they're probably old IDE hard drives. So you want to get an IDE to USB adapter. And then uh, you can plug those hard drives into your new computer because you're not going to upgrade. You're going to get a new machine, right, Bill? Okay. You're not going to upgrade those old machines. It, it sounds better, yes. <laughs> get a new computer. See, the problem, Bill, is going to be that Windows 10 isn't going to support the old hardware. Right. So you don't really want to upgrade the old machines. No. You're going to write them off. You're going to say they were great, say goodbye to them, take the hard drives out, and then when you adapted them from IDE to USB, and we can put a link as to what type of adapter we're talking about, you'll plug those hard drives right into your computer, and then you can copy whatever data is important to you over to the new hard drive. All right, but you're not going to be able to copy any software. You get a reload software, but any data you should be able to copy over to a directory on the new drive. Okay, so like my my uh, uh, my protection programs, my I have a vast on there, something like that. I have to re reenter it into the new computer. If yeah, if you want to use a vast, uh, you have to download the Windows 10 flavor of that pro uh, that product. You're running a Windows XP or Vista flavor, so. It wouldn't work anyways. Yeah. Um, and I'd even, I'd even say you don't even need to run a vast. You can use the built-in Windows 10 antivirus that comes from Microsoft and not pay for anything for that. Okay. It's up to you. Um, and then just copy your data. You're just going to go ahead and browse from the USB-connected hard drive and uh, okay. copy the data from point A to point B and then reload any Good. software. That's USB to IDE connector and uh, yep. feed it into the new computer. Plug it into the new computer. We'll put a link up there for you as some examples. You can even do an enclosure if you want, but you can even do it raw, just plugging it right in. I like the adapter because you can uh, just get the data off of it, and then you know you can destroy the drive later. But yeah. the point is, is that the uh, interface is is old and obsolete, so it's right. not going to work in uh, most of your computers today. But your old your old hard drives, I'm guessing, are IDE. Okay. So when you pull them out, you can see. They're either going to be a bunch of little pins, or they're not. If they're if they're the um, if they're a SATA connection, that'll be a different type of connection. Um, but you have to see what your hard drives are, and then get an adapter to go to USB. Yeah, I've got a desktop, an old Dell, and the other one's a laptop, Samsung. Oh, okay. So you're going to have different types of connectors there as well. The Samsung may not be an IDE connection. Okay. But again, look at it. You'll pull them out and just look at the sides. Look at the back of the um, look at the hard drive itself. And if you Google the model, it'll tell you what it is. As far as the interface. Okay. All right, Bill. Okay. And what's your site name again? <laughs> Computertalkwithtab.com. The name of the show.com. Yep. Okay. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be there. Thank All right. You. you got it, Bill. Good day. Right, you too. Bye-bye. All right. So uh, let's go on to Rich in Glastonbury next. Morning, Rich. What's up? Yeah, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have a question. I have um, AOL. I've had them for probably 12 years and works fairly well. Mm -hmm. But I noticed what happened recently is when I get attachments from different people, when I click on the attachment, it doesn't open. I get a window that comes up. It has Internet Explorer, what you want to do with it. And then there's another, um, looks like a button here says open. I click on it and it still doesn't open. And I was going to call them or McAfee, but then I said I'd try you guys first if you have any ideas. Are these attachments you're expecting? Yeah, they're from uh, different people that I know and, and companies that I communicate with. And um, 
like I said, when I click on it, it doesn't open the attachment. Right. It's happening to probably half of the emails I'm getting, but not all of them. So the attachment might have a fi- might be a file that is in a format that you don't have software for. Okay. So if you've got an old version of Word, let's say, and somebody sends you a current version of a Word document. No, I, I got the current version. I have uh, Office. I purchase it every year. Uh, okay. Are these Word uh, attachments or or Microsoft uh, files? What are they? What kind of files are they? What's the extension? Uh, I would say most are Excel and Word. Oh, gotcha. And it won't allow you to open the attachment. So no. it could it could be a protection that's occurring, where AOL is trying to save you from a lot of malicious stuff that can come through that way. It may have to be something you turn off, or it could look malicious. Um, to whatever tool you're using, go ahead, Bob. Yeah, there's um, extensions that use macros, right? That might have an uh, like an XLSM okay. extension or MXLS, and uh, if it it has uh, macros enabled, a lot of times it'll get blocked. Also, it looks like there's this is the attachments in AOL seem to be a paid service. Yeah, I, I do pay. Um, huh. I, I've had them. It's it's fairly high. It's like twenty nine dollars a month. And and I continue to pay it because I have thousands of files and hundreds of folders, and I'm afraid if I transfer them over, I could lose some of them. Um, wow! But I'm going to call them up and see if I could get get that reduced. Uh, and but hmm. but like I said, the attachments. Some of them are um, attachments I've gotten before, but I noticed within the last few months I just can't open them. And do you think there could be a setting that I need to turn off or maybe turn on? Yeah. Um, they have a, a few options here that we can put a link up uh, for you having to do with this issue. Okay. Um, how to deal with uh, attachments in, a- in AOL. There, there could be settings that you've got protecting you, like security settings that are they're saving you from a potential attack. Uh, but if you're paying what you're paying, you should ask them a specific question. Um, for 29 bucks a month, they should be able to make sure it works for you, too. Somebody told me that's now a free service, but I haven't been able to confirm that. Not that I can see, but I only looked at it for a few seconds so far. Um, but AOL is really not the most professional of approaches when it comes to email, so I'd also tell you to, to, to chuck it and go to something more professional. But that's just me. Yeah, I know. I, I, I thought about it, but I just I have so much on it. I, I hear you. I've been using them so long, I'm just afraid to make a change. I hear you, Rich, and that's why they got you. But we'll put a link up here for you. I do appreciate the call. We're coming up against a hard break, sir. Okay, and thank you very much for your program. Our pleasure. Thank you. We're going to be uh, stepping out. Dr. Alessi's in. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. Thank you, Matt, for producing. Thank you, Mike G., for posting everything live to our website over at computertalkwithtab.com. The name of the show.com. It also works. See you next week. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 